Hey, what up, what up, Five Fans Bay Area Combat Podcast. We are back, and we have a cool one, man. We always do. We always have a special one for you guys. We are sponsored by Suncoast Awning, our big sponsor. Uh, we have a store in Martinez, Santa Cruz. The Suncoast Awning Studio is holding us down, and all your shade needs, Suncoast Awning is going to take care of you guys. We got Deborah Farolito in the studio. She's our sound lady and engineer, so we're rocking. We're rocking today. And uh, we also we got a special guest. We brought in our security consultant. This is a high-level security consultant. This is Anthony Alessi, a uh, uh, retired Navy SEAL. And uh, well, no, I'm not retired. I just switched doing different stuff, man. He's beating people up now. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> dude. He'll still he'll still shoot you. But no. So what uh what are you up to now, man? What's your what's your current role? Uh, so right now, uh, I'm really focused on a lot of content generation. So really when it comes to um, kind of social media training people, right? A lot of it is just understanding learning outcomes and then applying it in different things, right? So whether you want to learn a language or learn how to do something tactically or know how to see something, say something, if you understand how to put learning together, if you know how to learn, it, it, you just apply it to good things. And right now I'm doing that with a lot of um, security content to help keep organizations and teams safe. Nice, nice. That sounds actually pretty sick, dude. So, yeah. Did you ever foresee uh, yourself doing something like that? Uh, not like specifically in like, hi, I'm this and I do this. Hello. But yeah. like, <clears throat> I guess I've always been hella active in like what I like to do. It, it, I've always been a part of a team since I've been like four years old. Mm -hmm. And then my grandpa was a teacher. My dad like has like teaching in his DNA. And so like, I kind of understand and respect the grind of like, how do you teach like you got to know stuff to teach it kind of shit so mm -hmm. like i like understand that and then got, being a seal like if you can't learn then you're done you know what i mean like how many times in Concord do we go scuba diving and jump out of planes never right so when i got to the <laughs> yeah. navy like it became really quickly that the people who were successful knew how to learn no yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah so that's and you know how like how you and i met it's just kind of where am i at what's going on and how can i see what's next no yeah you're right man so a little Shit. Story, a little story about how me and anthony met is uh he was one of my athletes i was doing a little strength program and anthony was uh one of my strength athletes probably my best coach daniel probably one of my best strength athletes and uh, i was really inspired because he was around my same age how old are you right now I'm 33. 33, yeah. So we're like the exact same age, and he was doing big things, uh, uh, big things in life, and he'd already accomplished a lot. And so I really, uh, I really looked up to him. So although I was his coach, I was kind of mentoring under Anthony as well. And um, his security game was on point. So I was super excited to bring him in and consult with him for the show because I know that you know some of these amateur MMA shows they've had. You know, they've had security issues in the past and the shows haven't been able to continue. You know, shows have gotten canceled. So uh, the venue does provide their own security. Um, we're going to we're going to take it to the next level. So we're going to have Anthony helping us out. We're going to have our own people in place and we're going to prevent any type of, of big like security issue, man. So I really appreciate you, Anthony. Tell me a little bit about um, how, you know, it's Bay Area combat. You grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. You know what? What what is like what is it like growing up in the Bay Area? Um, for me, I think that one of the coolest things that I always take away from growing up here is how different of like environments, experiences, and people you can connect with in like 
a 10 minute car ride. Like you could go, you could learn and experience so much just right here. And like, you know, I think that we, I, that to me, that's hella cool because not every place is like that. Like if you live places that it's all boring, it's all exactly the same, right? You don't really learn, you don't really grow. You don't get to see new things, new languages, like understand new cultures, religions, all that kind of stuff. And like growing up here and understanding that, like I speak fluid Spanish. And like, I don't, I didn't go to school for it. Like, I understand that, you know what I mean? Like I had homies uh, that I was playing basketball with back in the day uh, who were um, observing Ramadan. Mm. And like, I learned and understood that in like middle school about like, hey man, like you're not doing so well. He's like, oh, I can't eat until sundown. Why is that? Tell me a little bit about, you know, the holy month. Like you just learn and understand all that in like an authentic way. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, uh, like the music, like how you were talking about on the other one, like how music is so like deep here. Uh -huh. That's like, for me, all of those things were put in a blender and that's kind of how it is. I, that's how I dig or like understand the energy. Who's an artist out here in the Bay Area that, that resonates with you? Oh man, like a lot of times for me, it's like different times for different stuff, but I have to say a couple of the ones super local that I always really um, like I felt were the Jack, right? RIP mm -hmm. out there in Pittsburgh. He was someone cause he was hella local, you know? So like you're, for me, it's hard to relate to music that I have nothing in common with, right? Like, you know, I listen to some of these mainstream artists and like, I don't have a bust down Roly, so I can't yeah. really listen to your song. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like, I, I'm just a guy doing yeah. things. And so like for a lot of like more mainstream rap, I'm like, well, it's cool, but that's, you know, and then, but like here in the Bay, listen to Bay rappers, like it's kind of like they're from here. They're a product of, you know what I mean? So uh -huh. like people like the Jack was one of those for me, uh, turf talk, big Mac Dre fan, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm because of our age and we've talked about this, like you and I are at the age where people not that much younger than us don't remember slapping Mac Dre when he was alive. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. you and I are like, we're at the age where we're like, yeah, dude, I remember 04. Yeah. You know, the, the US Open just came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and this is how I'm going <laughs> to break it down, right? Like, if you're a couple years younger than us, you don't understand that. You weren't there, you know? So, 100%. Dre was another one for me, kind of just like, I think from a lesson perspective, like, when he got out of jail, you know what I'm saying? And like, it would have been easy to be more the, yo, I'm hard, this is, you know what I mean? Like, check me out, like, and, and then the kind of, the flip the script though was just like, yo, I'm just trying to party pop fizzles and do the most, you know? And I was like, and like, being cool without having to f just be hard all the time in rap music, you know? Like, just having a good time and vibing out, I think, is what had his popularity spread. You know, it made him more, so much more open to additional audiences. You know, so TIP. Way to really spin it and, and, you know, make a bigger, bigger picture out of a bit like liking Mac Dre. I, I like Andre Nicotina. Yeah. You fuck with Nicotina? Yes. Well, you always decide. So he would always play Nicotina at, uh, at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. But I would always want the one, the Andre and Andre album where they did it together because that had more kind of balance. That was so lit. Yeah. You guys a good remember, one. Yeah. If you guys remember that one, go check that one out. Andre yeah. and Andre, the collab. Hey, so. I want to talk to you a little bit about, I know, so actually tell me about, you played sports in college. What sports did you play in college? Yeah, so um, growing up, I was basketball, baseball. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in high school, if you asked me, if, hey, you want to go smoke some pot or go out and party? I was like, nope, because I'm about to play for the A's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like growing up, I was pretty dedicated to sports in terms of like drive, right? And like, you know how it is, right? You start, it's a full-time gig once you kind of get going and committing to that, right? So for me, it was basketball, baseball. And then as I got closer to like my senior year of high school, I remember I had to sit down with like some uh, recruiter counselor dude. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Anthony, uh, do you know what sport you want to play uh, in college? And I was like, uh, I mean, basketball or baseball, but I'm kind of up in the air, you know? And he goes, he goes, well, you're, uh, you're about six foot one, uh, white guy. Uh, you can shoot okay. Uh, you can't really jump. And you're left-handed, kind of decently fast. He goes, I would stick to baseball. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, broke it yeah, down. Yeah, he was straight up with he you. He was like, hey, like, hey, man, like. We need guys like stick, that. Stick to baseball, right? Yeah. And then so I was like, sounds good, bro. Mm-hmm. So I ended up choosing baseball in junior college because of that. And then played two years at junior college and then did cool enough there my second year to play at a D2 in uh, Honolulu. Uh, oh, no so way. shout out, yeah. So I, mean, I spent a year out in the islands. Damn. And uh, and then came back and then finished up at uh, East Bay. So I played a little D2 ball, okay. baseball, before going to the Navy. Yeah, yeah. So in the Navy, tell me a little bit more about that now. How did, uh, how did special operations come to play? Yeah, so um, my eligibility, you know, at a, at a D2, you got four years to play in five, right? So you have like one year of flex. So my eligibility was up for baseball, but I had another basically semester plus of school, right? So it was like, I can't play a sport anymore, but I'm like right at the finish line for finishing school. So then I'm in school, just going to school, which kind of sucks, to be honest with you. I know. Personally, if anyone's ever been an athlete your life and then not to not have that athletic output, I encourage you to have some sort of thing that you're training for, working for, you know what I mean? Physically, because you don't understand what that does for you mentally. You know what I mean? I think that's one of my bigger messages is like, don't run from that. You know, when you're hitting the heavy back, you know what I mean? That's Uh feedback. That's good for you. Yeah. You know, we're meant to bang. Yeah. yeah. Come fight. You guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing to really run from that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, obviously with some of the stuff we're going to talk about with like training and all the other pillars, right? How to apply that in the right way, right? Sometimes you need a butcher knife and sometimes you need a scalpel, right? And an effective operator, MMA fighter, per, you know what I mean? Human being, right? Understands when to know what tools for what, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you react wrongly in my industry now with that's billions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to let people know from the beginning, hey, man, decision making is on you. Here's some ways to deal with stress healthily. You know what I mean? Here's some ways to think about nutrition or exercise so that people are operating and engaging in situations from a good baseline prior to being ramped up with all this crazy shit that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. How? Back to the special operations. Oh, yeah. Okay. How did your mindset? set you apart from the people that weren't able to make it to, to be a Navy SEAL. Come on, not, so, everyone, not everyone makes it. So, so um, uh, disclaimer, I can't speak for other people. So I don't know what's going through their neurons, but all I can only say to what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, so I'm sitting there and it was like, I talked to enough people, I had made the decision 
I wanted to be a SEAL. Yeah. So that had happened. And then I went in and talked to the recruiter. Okay. So I, you know what I mean? Damn. That was really important for me is like the identity piece, you know, like mm -hmm. not just willpower. I'm going to try really hard to do yeah. things like F that man, like start yeah. with an identity. Right. So then I kind of, I, you know, had done a little of that went into the recruiter's office. So I'm standing outside and, uh, the recruiter's sitting there and he's outside smoking a cigarette and she's like, Hey man, what brings you in? And I was like, oh, I wanted to talk to somebody. Like I'm interested in signing up to be a SEAL. And he's like, kind of rolls his eyes, starts giving me all the BS, like taking in my info, but not really being attentive. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, I don't care, you know, judge me by, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then, so he like gets my info and then he's like, he starts, uh, if anyone hasn't been in the military, uh, recruiters are not the jobs that you will be doing they are in the job of recruiter. So like, if I'm a recruiter, maybe I was like a gunner's mate, but I might be talking to Daniel who comes in and wants to be a diver. So they can't really break it down for you what your job's gonna be because they have no effing idea. Yeah, yeah. They're just there to, they're, you know what I mean? So like, that's not, I'm not telling you that's bad. It's just kind of what the game is, right? Like they're not gonna know every ins and outs about your job, his job, that job. They don't got that, you know? Mm -hmm. So he wasn't really couldn't tell me shit. And then I was like, he starts um, like giving me all this and I'm like, I instantly felt he didn't take me seriously, mm -hmm. you know? And like one of the things that drives me is the, perce I, the perception that the uh, deck is stacked, bro. Yeah. Like, okay, you know what I mean? Who? <laughs> Let's go, you know? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna add that, you know? Put it on the list. You know, just something that's going to continue to drive you, right? So, like, not that, that specifically, but, like, that kind of general sense of, oh, did you know it's really hard? Yeah. A lot of people don't make it. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> were mm -hmm. you just talking numbers, you know? And so, like, un that understanding of, like, that doesn't impact me. And, um, well, I think it allowed me to be successful, man. Just like having a sense of why a purpose, right? Uh -huh. I'm getting out of bed every day in the morning because this, I know why when I'm laying here in this 50, whatever degree water that I'm not going to quit and ring the bell because I'm representing for, you know what I mean? You have to answer yeah. those questions. And so yeah. to answer, to, to be honest with you, man, regardless of how fast you swim, how tall you are, how, where you're from, this, this, and this is the people that have had a purpose. I'm here and I'm not gonna, and I'm gonna be successful because of, you know, conquered, payless batting cages, you know what I mean? Willow Pass, Captain's Chest, you know what I mean? Like all these, you know what I mean? For here, you know, the North, right? Like, right, like who are you doing it for, right? And like, and then for me, that's what was really drove me, you know? Like, hey, I'm here because of the, I'm a representation of everyone who helped me get here. And like, when you're sitting there arm in arm in the surf or you haven't slept in a couple of days, like, fuck, it doesn't matter, you know? you're you got all these people with you, you know? Yeah. So that's for, to be, to keep it lit. That's what really, yeah, yeah. you know? No, I see, I definitely see that about you, man. And uh, when I was coaching you, I seen that too. And it translates, you know, it's not just something that I feel like you apply to the military. Like, I feel like it's something you apply to your day-to-day -day life yeah. and you hold it down for your, for your people, you know? Well, and you like that too, um, with your camp, as you head into the ring, I know, you know what I mean? Like I've seen you at Dragon House. You know what I, I like mean? You have down. the squad with you, bro. Like, yeah. I respect that. You know, like, you got to put on for the camp, like, 100%. Yeah.
shout out smash fighter appreciate you guys yeah you know we we need you and uh no man it's just so so me and anthony he was he was my athlete right he was my athlete but we would compete because i was mentoring too i had a coach that would coach us both and uh we'd have opportunities to compete and so um we would see what we were made of and he was a better endurance athlete than i was by far so that's that's government government funded yeah, thank Endurance. you. All you all of you taxpayers out here, thank you for all the training, <laughs> nutritional information, yeah. uh, cool gear I've got. Like I got nothing bad to say. Thank you for uh paying your taxes because it supports a pretty cool NSW program. It really does. That's that's <laughs> the real pro that's a real pro athlete right there. When they're just straight paying your mad loot to just stay in amazing uh, shape. I mean, like obviously, you know, like overall I have to say. Um, my experience in NSW was nothing but a positive one. The people I was around, the leadership I was exposed to, the training experience I got, uh, I, I could do it all over again. I absolutely would. Hell yeah. For some of these younger athletes tuning in, I kind of want you to explain a little bit about uh, uh, nutrition and why nutrition is important and what nutrition means to you and uh, how do you think, you know... It has changed your game as an athlete. Nutrition for me is the difference from being you know, like, if, if you put it this way, right? If you could have something that was broken down, easily understood and implemented in your life that could make a difference in a step, would you as an athlete, right? If I'm running down to first base and my livelihood, my, my grind is dependent on whether my feet are fast enough to get to that 90 feet before the dude throws it. Am I going to make good decisions? Am I going to try to make good decisions when it comes to my nutrition? Mm-hmm. You have to. Is the difference between a? Is the difference between you're good, keep going, or you're out? You know what I mean. And so from that, and from a baseball perspective, where it's like literally, you die for a ball, you get it, you miss it. Yeah. How are you evaluated? You mm -hmm. know what I mean. It, did he get there? <clears throat> you want to leave it a chance? You know. So that's why for me, like I, how I think of nutrition, it's like, what's the alternative? <laughs> and it is, it's cutthroat, but it also leads to kind of like another point that people will bring up about, um, and I know it's prominent in the military at times, but you know, performance enhancing drugs, how do you, how do you differentiate good nutrition from, um, you know, from, from trying to enhance your performance chemically, you know? Um, I mean, you can, uh, uh, so like overall, that wasn't something that was really, um, rampant, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I had no direct experience with that at all. Nice. Um, nice. Well, because you guys are but, the you guys are the smarter ones of the bunch. But of. like you know, I just have to say that I think more and more people should be uh, aware of what they're putting in their body and kind of weighing those pros and cons for themselves. Mm. You know, and I think that having greater understanding of whether that's you know a recovery supplement at night or a pre workout or taking creatine on the regular, um, just do your homework and see if that works for you. Um, you know, it's in addition to any other kind of like performance enhancing stuffs. Like you know, there's um, pros and cons to everything, and you know each his own on that yeah but. performance enhancing drugs are bad guys you know don't do them but it is it does get competitive and so you know uh, uh people do try to go down that route uh if you have good nutrition you can perform optimally just like anthony just said you know a lot of the higher level special operations that wasn't even around you know so if you if you do it the right way you can get things done is there any supplement companies that you like to work with uh specifically or um you know what just like the ones that you plug me with uh, i really like you know um so <clears throat> that one was cool I, I like that um other than that i tend to just trying to format uh focus more on like the base ingredient mm -hmm. and like you know why do i need to get a recovery thing that has 17 things when i really just want uh, some glutamine creatine and amino acids 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. getting, to be honest with you, like just getting a little bit more specific and knowledgeable about the ingredients. And then so when I read a, a label like you and I do, right? Like, oh, this has beta alanine, uh, a little bit of niacin with the uh, caffeine. So yeah, you'll get a little bit of a flush if you take this before you work out. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I, that, I, for me personally, I've been kind of thinking about subs more in that way. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. A zinc is one I've been taking. Oh, yeah. the, you know what I'm, the one you put me on with, um, with the... Um, recovery yeah. the zma uh -huh. yeah i take that nice yeah i like that one i like thorn we work with thorn a lot um they sponsor the ufc as well so thorn's a cool company on it we, we mess with on it a lot on it's cool uh, i like their their vegan protein speaking of vegan protein what are your thoughts on uh athletes being vegan not vegan i know the diaz brothers are vegan or whatnot what are your thoughts on animal products and um i mean you know personally i i eat animal products right mm -hmm. um but that being said i tend i lately i tend to be more aware of like how i kind of lag or feel like if i'm gonna go run like a, a push pace 10k I'm probably not slamming a bacon breakfast burrito right before yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, we, uh, and then kind of the different foods that we eat at home, um, we try to do like a vegetarian option or meal, a couple, you know, a night a week, whatever. So like, I'm, and then I got, you know me, I got a big ass garden. Mm -hmm. So I'm growing a lot of my own fruits and vegetables, making my own hot sauce, by the way. So like a lot of it, I guess I'm pro vegetable, but not necessarily anti meat, mm. to be honest with you. And I eat a lot of fish, you know, cause you got to get your omegas. Omega I feel like that's hella smart, hella um, important for like mental clarity. Gets yeah. rid of fog. You know what I mean? You talk to some people and you're like, I mean, like you breathing the same air we are like, yeah, you know? And, uh, and I feel like for, for, uh, eating fish is like definitely kind of Remember, it's placebo. I don't know. I uh, know. I do. I agree. Yeah. I, I like my on it uh, a total human also. So I'm doing the total human. I do the morning and the night. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That thing is pretty lit, dude. Fish, all kinds of mushrooms in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's bring it to movement. So uh, uh, that was mindset nutrition. You know, what's what's your movement, man? What's your movement like? How do you keep this body flowing? First, actually, tell me, did you come out of the military without any injuries, or how did that? How was that out there for you? Uh. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. You're, a, you're a pro athlete. Uh, I had a uh, pretty significant uh, labrum tear and uh, bone spur in my left hip. So, uh -huh. like, um, uh, a couple Buster Posey had it, Alex Rodriguez, like a lot, uh, Isaiah Thomas, the uh, basketball dude. Um, a lot of uh, hockey players get the injury a lot. Uh -huh. um, and so it's basically where the cartilage, the acetabulum rips because of bone spurs. Mm -hmm. And so and then, you know, when it comes to the gliding or rocking of your femur, right? Yeah. It doesn't move the right way inside the hip joint. Yeah. Sticky, stuck is what it feels like. I had surgery to repair that in about almost uh, three years ago. How'd you injure that? Um, there wasn't anything where I, I mean, you know, I, I took a couple, you're uh, pushing yourself too hard, huh? Overuse. Or yeah. Some I mean, broadly, I think overuse, you know, I mean, to include even before the, um, you know, right. Like I, yeah. my first mile, my first mile ran wasn't when I joined the Navy. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, it was kind of overused. I don't know. Like there wasn't anything specific with like a fall or crash or anything where I was like, Oh, my yeah. labor. Hold on, my labor room is torn. How many, like, how many times did you jump out of a plane, though? Because I could do it. I have about 70-something jumps. Oh, uh, well, that might, yeah, that might contribute. How many in combat? 
Uh, zero. Um, actually, to be perfectly honest with you guys, like my first deployment was like a, a crisis response thing. Mm -hmm. Basically, you show up every day. Hey, did the phone ring? No, go train, work out, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, and then my second one was more like uh, training with like partner nations. Mm -hmm. So um, we went around and like trained different countries on like kind of joint what exercises. Um, I've been to uh, a lot over the uh, like Southeast Asia. Uh -huh. um, so great food, by the way. <laughs> great food. Yeah. And uh, from a, a combat experience, um, the, the Thai boxing community. Okay. Man, oh, yeah, uh, we sounds... would go train. We would train out there oh, well. under like a hut in the jungle. And <laughs> um, the like dedication to the craft mm -hmm. at like a, hey, this is, this is what it takes to be successful in this grind. Like shows through and through. Uh, it, was, it was like you know from the little kids to the ones that are doing amateurs to the ones that are fighting like friday nights out there yeah. um it's like it's yeah. really part of their great exposure oh yeah we went to yeah. a fight we went to a, 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 a kickboxing fight out there and like sat in the uh, audience and everything um the american dude get, did get whooped though yeah so he usually <laughs> does he told me he, he was he was such does. a tight dude he trained at the same place we did right like how okay. um Right, and he was like, "Oh, I got a fight coming up, you know." And he's doing his thing, fucking great athlete, you know. Could really like from what we saw, you know, look look smooth. Yeah. Um, he gets in the ring, does pretty well the first round, and then the tie guy ends up winning. Um, we talked to him a couple of days later, and we're like, "Hey, man, like, sorry about the loss. Like, you know, we, we were there, there, like, great to support you, everything." And he's like, "Yeah, guys, you know, no big deal. Thanks for showing up." He goes, "I knew I was in trouble when I elbowed the dude, and my." And hitting his face hurt my elbow. Yeah. Because those I've dudes seen, are just like... Hard faces. Huh? I've yes. seen videos of those guys kicking trees. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> yeah. To train. And I was like, could you... I mean, you're a, you're an athlete, right? You've been in the you've been in the grind. Like, could you imagine elbowing somebody and being like, damn, that was a bad decision. <laughs> like, that's so crazy to me. I've had a couple dudes after we fought that I that I won, and they're yeah. like, they're like, oh, dude, I, I felt good, but my elbow was really sore from elbowing you. Okay. Yeah. So, my bad. Okay. This, yeah, this there you go. Too. Yeah, baby. Okay. Yeah, this Champ. is a little rock. A little rock. Champ. So you never killed anyone out there, I hope. No. So yeah, we don't have to get into too much detail about that. But what kind of movement are you doing now, man? How do you keep the body lubricated after labrum surgery like that? Um, you know, it goes back to physics. An object in motion stays in motion. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Shout out Isaac Newton on that one. <laughs> like. It's just about staying, staying moving, right? So mm -hmm. for me, um, I try to hit your 7 a.m.ers, but you know how that is. That's tough. So I try to get some sort of morning movement in, whether that's like um, foam rolling, a uh, little bit of like kind of body weight movements just to get the blood flowing in the morning. Um, you know, we hit the park every morning right at sunrise, uh, me and the dog. So I'm outside early, active, moving. Um, and then when I have a little bit more flexibility, I'll try to get a run in early like today yeah um and so right now uh, i'm training for a half marathon so like i'm after a labrum surgery running you know miles yeah so, no nah, man you compete so i can do that you. and then i just try to take um at least a day a week for recovery on the so what's a half side. marathon for us folks at 13.1 miles wow nice yeah yeah a little trek yeah yeah all uphill in the snow both ways. Both and ways. the snow? No, it's right oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not one of that. <laughs> I was out there. No, <laughs> man, it's right here. It's flat. Dude. So you hit weights or nah? No All the time. Okay. I mean, with COVID, it's you know what I mean? Though, right? I don't have a, 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you got to do resistance training. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't, because you know from your um, strength certified strength coach. I do know, can we but drop I like that? it. But I like it when you say uh, a certified strength and conditioning specialist. I am, but I like it when you say it. So, so weights are important, huh? I think that to be able to load the body with resistance training has to be a part of any kind of overall physical conditioning program. Mm-hmm, yeah. Say that again? One more time. Any type of resistance training to maximize load resistance, mm-hmm. I think, needs to be a part of any type of physical conditioning program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need big muscle contractions, guys. You need a weighted load for those. We'll get them. So, so all we're doing, that, so I'm doing, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, we got a, a, the roundabout by my house. There's a telephone pole with one of those support bars. Mm-hmm. So I'll, that's my pull-up bar. So yeah. I kind of alternate with like a pull-up day, walking down there, hitting sets of pull-ups. Um, like the four by 10 kind of hypertrophy style because mm-hmm. that's all I got. And then uh, other days I'll do more like a handstand focus um, and like rice bucket yeah. kind of stuff at home in addition yeah. to like all the uh, videos and stuff that you put me on with. Mm, sick. Yeah. I put him on a, a couple of endurance programs, work to rest ratio, like endurance programs, and he'd bust him out on his bike or whatever different modality that, that he would use. So he was a fun athlete to coach for sure. I wish they were all, I wish all you guys were Navy SEALs. I really do. <laughs> But um, all that wear and tear in the body, dude, uh, how do you recover? You know, what do you do for your mind and for your body? How's the, how's the Navy still recover? Um, for me, I just try to be intention, uh, go understand when you have to go fast to go fast and then be intentional about going slow when you get an opportunity to go slow. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you think about it right, like, it, uh, stress isn't something that no one experiences everybody experiences stress what what's diff what's difficult to manage sometimes is that kind of gauge of stress doubt right like i always think about it like a dinner plate right so if you got a small dinner plate and you put food on it you might have food stress coming over the side right Mm -hmm. so from there you got two options daniel you either taking off food i.e. getting rid of stress or you making your plate bigger and having a bigger load to be able to deal with stress effectively. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's how I kind of think about it is that they're both, it's both working the same thing, right? So for example, if I got shit going on with all the animals at home, right? And I got, I might have one of the homies, hey man, can you go let the animals out and go feed them stuff, right? Boom, I'm kicking off a piece of food, right? So that's helpful, having people in your life that is a team, right? Before we just hit record, together everyone achieves more. You know what I mean? The three things I'm grateful for every day is my uh, support I have, my opportunity I have, and my community. You know what I mean? So from there, stress management is, you know, you ha- you're in a better framework, right? Um, so I do things like, a lot of yoga at home, a lot of breath work. I've been, I've been including a lot more breath work, not in terms of like crisis response, you know, not like, Mm. Oh my God, I'm here on the big mish, you know, like, like that stupid cliche, like, uh, action movie where like, it's like the main good guy against the wall. And he's just like, (sighs) turns around and doesn't miss a shot. Right. Like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, intentionally taking time to just kind of let the breath kind of rise and settle and being conscious about it is like personally really recently something i've been being more intentional about would you call it energy work at all or would you just no 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 i mean like yeah i think there's a thing to that but for me it's just more about like don't overthink things like you can kind of by kind of letting your body your body has really good instincts like you were saying with uh the korean zombie 
Yeah. Right? Like, he didn't remember it, right? But his body kind of willed him to do what he was doing, right? Yeah. And, like, in the same way, it's like an inherent autopilot, like, you know, like running forward, right? Like, you're going to go regardless of whether, like, you're top part of your brain is really engaged in that. So did they teach you that stress management in the military or that's something that you learned afterwards or before? Um, I would specific, I don't, I can't speak for the entire, all the, um, in my experience Mm -hmm. in NSW, they're very aware of the mental side of the operator. So they taught you how to meditate? Not necessarily, not like explicitly, like, all right, Mm -hmm. everyone grab your pen. Step one, (laughs) breathe deeply. No, 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 Grab your mat and let's sit. No, not like that. But I think because of the innovative nature of the work, right, the constantly Mm -hmm. having to evolve, the the real like craftsman element Mm -hmm. of the work and professionalism that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, people in that line of work have, Mm -hmm. it lends itself to better understanding healthy stress management 100 percent, and in a way that is both cultural and also like directly visible yeah. you know so like, you've learned that other places like working with people daniel yeah and traveling oh yeah i mean like i mean if you think about it i'll daniel and i always talk about it success is output yeah you know input is the things that we're talking about right now with the pillars you know mm-hmm. um and so to for the in my experience in nsw like yeah it was exactly that you know you see guys who they get done working out and then they're gonna go right outside and go surf you know or like go rock climb or go do all the you know other kind of stuff that um gives them an output but yet lends itself to further like professional development yeah and so like that was always really encouraged in nsw yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. I like that. You know, you, you do have a nice, nice, healthy brain. I can tell. But I'm talking about that body, baby. What okay. do you do to recover that body? You know what I'm saying? Like, what special lot. stuff do you have to do for your body? Personally, with my hip injury, a lot of that looks like um, band assist uh, tra- uh, traction work. So How often? Uh, as needed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some days where I feel like my hip is like this. Mm-hmm. You know? And so things like kind of the right type of muscle activation... Um, it's a lot of times my recovery starts with my exercise, to be honest with you. There's, uh, I see less and less of like a start stop, you know, recovery should be something that's ingra- that's ingrained and built into any kind of, um, training program mm-hmm. because like they say, if you don't have a program, it's not training. You're just working out. Yeah. You know, if you don't have something consistent, measurable, if you're not tapping in with the resource, like a coach, like someone like decomp right to help build you something or go find one online like you're just working out how are you varying your workload ratios what are you doing with your set and rep scheme your time under tension you know what i'm saying that all you know like that all lends to recovery because in my experience and the people who i've been around with in the line of work and teams that i've been involved with um trying to not overtrain is by far the more difficult thing rather than figuring out, hey, should I go train today? Yeah. I think most of the things that I've seen are the result of over impact, overuse, and over training. Yeah. You know, so like building that in a program from the jump has helped me so much with recovery because I'll run it into the ground, you know. In your field, you kind of have to do, you kind of have to stay in shape, you know, because there, you don't know, I mean, in your old field and, and I think it's your current, just the way you live your life, you know, you like to stay in shape. Fighters, they have a rare opportunity to kind of peak themselves for the fight. And then they, they usually have an opportunity to kind of regress their training and, and kind of mend any of those injuries before they start like a new fight camp. So I suggest you guys try to do that. Try to, you know, tailor your training to peak yourself for your fights. 
and then kind of regress. It can't always be a linear progression, you guys. It ha you have to regress to go back up, boom, 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 a little regression, then a little bam, bam, bam. That's sustainable. That's sustainable. This right here, boom, not sustainable. So uh, uh, keep that in mind. Do you like ice baths? Do you do any ice stuff, or what do you? I mean, I, it sounds great. I'd love to. Yeah, hard to <laughs> hard to get your sh shebang on. Hub. Yes, would love that. But there's you know, Cairo. But there's like... Cairo therapy out here for you, uh, for you Bay Area guys. Uh, arenas out here around around this area for they have a lot cryo what what uh cry i don't like cryo i'm sorry i compared to an ice bath because we did ice baths in college and i feel like they just get you so much yeah the cold is so much deeper you know what i'm saying the ice bath is so tell uh describe it to folks that have never had one it's just freezing difference. cold it's just cold water <laughs> they keep a they keep a little whir uh, whirlpool moving so uh -huh. the water can't like settle around your body so your body can't you know create its little shield so it's i think it's 45 degrees they don't go like super cold you can mm -hmm. maybe 50 degrees and that's and then you just you're in that little pool of water versus I, cairo then cairo is like a three minute um it kind of i don't mean i just feel like it just it doesn't i know it can't possibly get as deep i feel like it's more just like a like uh, a don't get me wrong there's like uh euphoric, euphoric effects for mm -hmm. uh for both you know uh from the cold or whatever but so it's come on, on the skin. Dog. have you done both uh, i've done i i have done a cryo uh -huh. i've done that yeah I've obviously had ice baths. I've mm -hmm. been in freezing cold water. Okay, I guess so. Yeah, you've done like, things. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of cryotherapy because I feel like you can accomplish the same goal in other ways. You know, like just figure out, like, you know, I was one thing I was thinking about for my backyard is get one of those dunk tanks where you just pop the lid, hop in, and you're in a, like an ice bucket. Yeah. yeah. For the backyard, I, th I mean, like, I'm down. That'd be cool, but no, I don't have that right now. So. <laughs> Hey, so Lomachenko was the man. He was running the whole shebang, dude. He had three belts. They were fighting for another belt, so he's gonna have four belts. And then he he uh, he uh, he just didn't really pull the trigger last night. It was a 14th month uh, layoff. What um, can you afford to not pull the trigger out there in 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 your field when you're a Navy SEAL? Or is that I mean, how is it? How does it differ? You know, what do you mean, like in terms of? what to do for a layoff or how to say that like optimal what do you mean like what part specifically about staying on top i mean of, like, you know mentally when it's time to perform you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean well um i would say that a lot of that just comes down to how, um to answer your question one of the things that i really took away was kind of the big four of like healthy thinking right so what they what we really was talking about was positive self-talk right goal setting segmenting and visualization and so like those things for me doesn't matter if i have a i'm doing this all the time or it's going to be a while right like those things and doing them in different ways are been really helpful for me so like one of the ones that I'm not a huge fan of is, like you said, jumping out of a plane, right? Mm -hmm. Like it, it's newsflash, it's scary, right? Yeah, so, yeah. but you have like, you know, you're not just like along for the ride as a, as a team guy, like you're doing, you know, you have to be able to move under, under free fall, right? So you have to do different movements and things. And like, it's fucking hard, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. I've never done any of that crazy. Like I said, like who's here getting jumps here in Concord? Like, Oh yeah, you know, I just scuba dive and free fall all the time. No, so like I had to learn that on the fly. So you have to not only overcome your fears, you're having to be 
performance based. Yeah. yeah. And I think those are, I, I, I don't think that those are uh, separate. I think that having more kind of um, specific task based, thing, task based things to do helps you with the overall stress management. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Um, for me, like the kind of visualization as the plane's going up, right? Okay, I'm gonna hop out, and then I'm gonna do this, and you know all the little performance points, right? Uh -huh. But like walking through that over and over again to include like not just what my specific steps will be, but like what does this mean graduation is gonna be like? You know what I'm saying? Like if this is the last thing I got to do before I can graduate, then what's graduation gonna be like? The sun's gonna be shining. You know what I mean? My girl's gonna be there looking good. I'm gonna have my family, my friends there. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna go dumb. You know, this, this, and this, like. And this is before I've even jumped out of the plane. I'm already <laughs> thinking about what the party's going to look like, right? Yeah. Some people don't like that, right? Like I was one of the people who before Hell Week, they were like giving us our medical brief, like, no, you guys may be tired and yeah, you're, you're white, dude, you're jacked up, right? But <laughs> I was like, are we going to be cool to go to the casino and then Saturday after Hell Week? And everyone was like, I don't know why you would say that. I'm like, what, dude? Like, if you don't see yourself successful, you should fucking leave now. Yeah. You know? Straight up. Yeah. You know, like, no hard feelings. Like, if you don't think you're going to get through this and it's the Saturday before Hell Week, I don't know what to tell you. I'll be at the casino celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, that's so helpful when it comes to performance because it's not like, oh, man, I really hope I get a base hit right now. You know? Yeah. Like, I really hope I could do it. I really want it. Like, no. Like, Success is an output that's already figured out before you ever step in the box or in the ring. You know, I'm sure you know. Um, like, have any, have you gotten any red flags or like from your opponent in terms of like something you could exploit right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, I've seen stuff. Yeah, um, they've they've been, they've been intimidated or or anything. And then know? what happens when you actually start fighting? Um. I usually just freak out and fucking just just go for it. Yeah. No, see? I mean at the amateur level, I I I seem like less confidence in people. Now that the professionals, like everyone, seems pretty confident. But I do have I, I struggle with my own confidence at times. I've talked about it with other people on the show, Stephen Tandoy, and um, and and all that pressure is kind of overwhelming, you know. And so I brought totally. up Lomachenko is blowing it, you know, not pulling the trigger. But I've been in very similar situations where it was time for me to pull the trigger and I didn't, you know. Oh yeah. And um. Hey, I'm not here because I've succeeded at everything. I'm here because I've, when I failed, I tried to fail fast and learn from it. You know what I mean? This isn't like a, oh, you know, this isn't this. Like, no, like there's a lot of failures. Like you have to have that know and build in that resiliency into whatever your chosen field is. You yeah. know what I mean? A hundred percent. So yeah, I, I, I totally, man. Like I always view like setbacks as opportunities, you know, mm -hmm. just learn and grow and move, you know. Take it in, take it all in, and keep rocking forward. We'll see if he, he didn't he didn't want an immediate rematch, you know. But he's probably in a position where he could get one. So I guess there wasn't a rematch clause. But Lomachenko, I'm sure, will try to get that fight back and then and then fight better. I always wish I could get fights back. Is there anything in your uh, that you wish you could you know get one more crack at? You know. Uh. I mean, no, not I mean, not really in terms of like. And the uh, like the big kind of stuff that happened. I wanted or, to be in the know. NFL. Oh yeah, that would be sorry, exciting. sorry, MMA fans. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to be in the league, baby. You yeah, know, but, if we could go back, ooh wee. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, not really in terms of like any kind of the, the kind of general direction. What would you or have played? I gotta ask. I would have played safety in the in the yeah, part for the Niners. Niners? I mean, I'm, I'm, wow, maybe I would have okay. been a corner. Uh, like a nickel, like a nickel safety or a cover, you know, cover two safety or like a, 
a, a curl to flats linebacker in, in cover two. Come on, you dog. Got to I got a little bit of weight for I can a linebacker. Play the, dude, I was big. You're a great athlete, but you're, you have to put on some LBs to play outside linebacker. I was big in college, man. I was big in college. Hey, I'm so excited that we have you consulting for the uh, for the security for the show. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be lit, dude. The show's gonna be lit. The show's still coming up, guys. It's not far off. Um, we're waiting for coronavirus to kind of do its little thing, but then we're gonna be back. We have uh, we're gonna be in Santa Cruz. We're gonna be doing probably about seven MMA, seven Muay Thai kickboxing, and then two BJJ super fights. So that's gonna be cool. There's gonna be you know people with some animosity towards each other, but the security is going to be on point. We're still locking down the venue. We haven't really uh, decided where the venue is going to be um, just yet, but I think it's going to be Santa Cruz. It might be Watsonville, but we're going to see, man. Do you go out to Santa Cruz and Watsonville at all, Anthony? Yes, I went to uh, like some sort of like weekend stay right there down there. Mm-hmm. And then like you and I were just talking about, I was down there to try to buy the LeBaron. Oh, yeah. You like it down there? I love it. I feel like it's I, so nice. It's beautiful. It's nice. Yeah. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited the show's going to be there. Suncoast Awning has a shop in Santa Cruz for all your shade needs. And make sure you guys check out Suncoast Awning in Santa Cruz and Martinez. Uh, uh, from Deborah Fairley to Daniel Compton. I'm probably going to wrap it up, man. What you got? You got anything else you want to add to it? Uh, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, shout outs. Yeah. Who'd you got? Yeah. I just want to say thanks to everyone who's always helped me. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I come from a, a place where if you got to, if, uh, you know, if you can't bring everyone with you, then, you know, figure out a way to help out. So, um, you know, thanks to everyone, uh, you know, all my friends and family for support and, uh, stay up. Dope, dude. Super dope we got you in here. Thank you so much for coming in here. We'll probably have you on the show a little bit more. We're going to be consulting with Anthony a lot as the show gets closer. You know, make sure everyone's safe. Uh, he's in charge of like 50,000 employees over there or something at the company that he's currently at. So he's doing big things. So we're really happy to have him on board. Thank you so much for coming out here. A little bit of, you know, the mindset, nutrition, movement, and recovery of, you know, a Navy SEAL and someone who's still, you know, competing at a high level. You know, good luck on that half marathon you have coming up, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Deborah Farolito. Suncoast Awning, Bay Area Combat Podcast. Thank you so much, guys. We guys will see you guys in two weeks.